You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Well, here we are once again. And I have to say, it is a real shame that we had such an amazing first episode. Why do you say that? Because whilst I think that all the teams so far have been very strong... It's just we have such a high expectation from the very first episode. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, we have once again a game which almost broke 300 points. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, I mean, but compare that to what we had the first time round. Two nail-biting episodes, two mm. very close teams that came within an inch of each other yeah. um, by the final bell. But this time there was a bit of a gap between LSE and University Oxford. Indeed, that's very true. Um but, you know, that shouldn't, uh, you know... Deter us. Exactly. <laughs> and it should also, you know, not speak to the overall quality of the teams because I feel like that both teams definitely had something going for them. Yeah, for sure. And unfortunately, it does seem like unless uh, we have some really, really low-scoring uh, teams from this point onwards, we're probably not going to be seeing LSE again. Yeah, I think so. So with the final score of 110 to LSE and... 175 to University Oxford. Uh, yeah, I, I also agree that mm, we might not see LSE again just because last season we had about 135 for the highest scoring losers and the rate at which we're going now with some very strong teams and contenders, then it's it's increasingly unlikely. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Bristol has 100 and what, 165? Already, yeah. So, yeah, those are some very, very stiff odds to beat if they want mm. to get anywhere. Yeah. I did enjoy watching them, though. Yeah, no, this was, as always, it's always a fun game. It wasn't, you know, not, you know, edge of your seat gripping. But it was still, you know, very pleasant to watch. Some yeah. very lovely questions, as always. Yeah, I actually did enjoy watching, uh, particularly Uni Oxford. Um, I thought they were, well, I thought both teams were quite balanced. Um, mm-hmm. Oxford, perhaps, especially. And it was fun to sort of see them work things out because I think they had a strong communication overall mm-hmm. um, with some obviously individually strong players. I think Kunanan especially was yes. scarily good at the buzzers. Um, but overall, the team worked well together. They communicated well and think that helped them pull ahead. Wouldn't it be incredible if it turns out that Kunanan is yet another American who's come over here and is showing <laughs> us how to play these games? I know, right? That would be great. Yeah, I look That'd forward be to some flexing. Him. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing him in the next you know, University Challenge uh, <laughs> documentary. But uh, yeah, having said that, I agree with you. I think that University of Oxford really show that everyone was chosen mm-hmm. not just because they confer well and they have a nice breadth of knowledge. They all, I think, were very concise yeah. when it came to uh, the buzzers. However, this is the first time this season we've had some incorrect interruptions. Yes, um, three, in fact. Well, we'll get to that in Stats Corner. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's funny to think that we've had two episodes already with tons of interruptions, but none of them incorrect until now. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, compared to last season where there were only three episodes where there was not an incorrect interruption. Yeah, exactly. So this is already proving to be slightly different. But, you know, we need to see a few more episodes to, to see that conclusively. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that speaks to universities uh, kind of play style where they yeah. are a bit more aggressive on the starters. Mm-hmm. And I think we can see that's definitely one of their strong points. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but we'll talk more about that when it comes to Sats Corner. But mm-hmm. yeah, overall, um, I like the balance that we have with uh, this team. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to see what they can do in the second round. Yeah, me too. I'm really looking forward to seeing them again. Now let's talk a little bit more about LSE. And I think the really unfortunate uh, aspect for them was 
just that I don't think the bonuses went their way. No, right. That's true. I feel like they were definitely getting ones where they couldn't really kind of get into the swing of things or maybe it was just outside of something that they prepared for. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think Stats Corner might disagree with you oh. on that, but uh, we'll see. We'll see later. Okay, yeah, sure. But definitely uh, their buzzer game was definitely not as assertive as it was for the university for side. For university, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, it was cool to see Hassan and Bolt uh, doing development studies because that's mm. what I did also. Oh, that's so right, yeah. it's not a, a discipline that you see so often, especially not on University Challenge. So it's yeah. good to see um, two people doing that. And I think overall, uh, you got the vibe that they worked well as a team. Yeah, you know, they did. Was, they did. Yeah. You know, no freezing out. Everyone really seemed to be involved. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the strongest point I have to give in LSE's favor is that uh, Eid has probably the best look <laughs> I've seen on University Challenge in such a long time. Oh, are we teasing our best dressed already? Uh, well, I mean, if you follow our live tweeting, <laughs> I think I, I made my biases very clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, but yeah, I think it does show also how far we've come with University Challenge, where you have someone who's willing to dress <laughs> that a way that's truly themselves yeah. on something like University Challenge yeah. and be taken, you know, fully seriously, not condescended to, mm. treated like a full member of the team, yeah. not getting any weird comments from Paxman. I mean, maybe he said something in the green room, we're not sure, but... Yeah, or from, from the audience, I didn't... Don't think I saw many, you know, unsavory comments there on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Yeah, I think actually, as far as I could tell, there was a fair bit of celebratory uh, right. stuff coming from that. Right, right. But then, of course, more on that in uh, Stats, not, not Stats Corner, more on that on our best dress. So stay tuned until the end. Well, there might be some stats about the best dress, <laughs> but uh, we're not going to get into it right now anyway. All right. So shall we go into some questions we liked? I think... The first picture round was a real, real tough one mm -hmm. because it's amazing how hard it is to kind yeah. of get a sense of uh, gulfs mm -hmm. when you do not have any idea about the surrounding landmass. Yeah, Especially absolutely. since they did the really cruel thing where they would just cut off the body of water as well. Yeah. So you had to really, really know your geography to uh, get a sense of where all this stuff was. Yeah, so that includes things like shorelines, for example, mm. or... I don't know, maybe ports, jetties, um, landmarks like that. Yeah. So it really takes a very nuanced and very deep understanding of geography. I wonder if uh, Jeng last year would have gotten it. Probably. Would I was have. wondering <laughs> that as well. I think he would have definitely given a good crack at it. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if he got at least a few of those correct. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's very tough watching these geography questions now without someone like Zeng to look forward to. Yeah. Someone who will just, you know, bam, 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 knock it out of the park. Yeah, well, it's only been three episodes, so hopefully there will be some uh, wonderkind. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm looking forward to uh, the team that uh, Imperial bring out this time. Oh now, yeah, Imperial have... has been, I mean, at least in the past three years, at least, um, some phenomenal players. Oh, they have a formula down pat for sure. Right. So we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, the second picture round I liked, not because it was necessarily um, mm -hmm. difficult, but for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, it's um, about dinosaur fossils, <laughs> and your boy <laughs> has a long-standing love affair with uh, dinosaur fossils. Yes. And secondly, it made me realize that I want to return to a world where we have scientists with crazy hair. I thought you were going to say a world with dinosaurs. Oh, absolutely not. You probably want that. Okay. Could All you right. imagine trying to get to work and, you know... I'm uh, sorry. Stegosaurus this, is yeah. uh, crossing the street. The train has been delayed because we have a Stegosaurus crossing and they will <laughs> literally beat the train to a pulp if we get too close. Yeah, exactly. 
So it not, was it was quite an easy round. I remember getting lots of the dinosaurs correct. I got three, all three of them correct. Oh well. But I mean, even if you're not a big big dinosaur fan, they were the ones which are the most famous. Yeah, you know? Allosaurus. There was the Stego and the Diplodocus. I think Diplodocus that was the is, first one. Yeah. I mean, the those only, are the basic ones, anyway. Yeah, well, they're the ones that you uh, know if you saw uh, Walking with Dinosaurs, which yeah. I feel like uh, should be required watching by yeah. anyone who. Uh, no, it was good. I watched that when I was really young, maybe mm. ten years old. It was my favorite thing to watch ever. Oh, I love that so much. Although I do kind of prefer Walking with Beasts. Mm-hmm, that was good too. Yeah, I had a much better intro music as well. Mm-hmm. That slapped <laughs> hard, my god. Yeah, I know I did. Uh, speaking of slapping hard, um, the <laughs> music round was um, fine. Yeah. I think I just kind of got used to having not uh, traditional classical music. Music. Yeah. Played. So, well, it was the return of that traditional classical music round. Yeah. Uh, which I guess, you know, in university challenge, you kind of avoid that. Well, yeah. I mean, we were yeah. always going to get it at some point. It's just, I don't know. It was just nice to have the Spirit Away soundtracks and then mm-hmm. music that inspired Beyonce. <laughs> Maybe we should change our intro music for this uh, podcast then. Because it is, it is the Brandenburg Concerto. So we should change it to something, I don't know, more avant-garde. Okay, you can pay for that license. <laughs> uh, other than that, I think there was a very nice mix of questions. Mm-hmm. Some were, you know, um, not... Yeah, well, maybe they fell more into my wheelhouse. But I feel like it was a nice breadth of questions. Yeah, so there was a... Um, a a starter, I believe, on a poem by Amanda Gorman mm-hmm. that I think she recited at uh, Biden's inauguration last year. So that was great. You know, That's young true, black yeah. woman. Um, it was very funny to see a series of questions about King Charles the First. Very timely. I wonder if uh, they had a premonition about <laughs> what would happen. But that would be go. incredible <laughs> if they did. Like, you know, I have this feeling that there's going to be another Charles in the news. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a bit uncanny. Yeah, as you can tell, uh, the passing of uh, the Queen is still fairly fresh in our minds. Yeah, it didn't affect any programming, though. Which... I thought the whole country would go and go into mourning, right? Including the BBC. <laughs> I think it's mainly BBC One that had all of its uh, programming changed. Okay. Because, you know, that was the original channel, and mm. I think that's the one that's expected to really kind of bear the cross, as it were. Whereas yeah. BBC Two has always been a little bit more irreverent. It's been more the home of where comedy is and so forth. So maybe that's the case. Mm -hmm. And also, apparently, um, it was the wish of the Queen that in the moment of her passing, that um, theatrical plays would continue in London. Okay. So, you know, maybe that's... I guess this this comes... (laughs) Although panel shows were cancelled because of her passing. So I don't know. Maybe it's just just outside of... um, Yeah. Maybe she liked University Challenge. Maybe she watched it every Monday. (laughs) Could you imagine her and Philip sitting there trying to say, I got my one? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's... Uh, any other favorite questions? I noticed there were at least two bonus... Sorry, starters where neither team buzzed in. Yes, right. There was just silence. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it's just maybe this is the set where the questions were especially difficult or especially esoteric enough mm-hmm. to where it was more difficult to answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we can move into some stats... Um, I think that shows kind of an interesting dynamic going on. So Mm -hmm. in terms of starter questions, University of Oxford scored 11 out of 18. Mm -hmm. So about 60% of their starters correct. Um, LSE, on the other hand, 6 out of 11. So as many questions as university got correct. Yeah, I think that's what we could really see a difference. But then when it came to bonuses, you'd be surprised to see that, in fact, LSE did slightly better. 
So out of the 18 bonuses, LSE got 10, correct? Oh. Whereas university only got 16 out of their 33 bonuses. So which gives LSE a slight edge there. So they got about 55% of their bonuses, correct? But then university um, bought 48%. You know, that's true. They did pass quite a few times when right. it came to bonuses. Yeah. So, yeah, I wonder. I think this is a sign of... Maybe they might struggle against a uh, you know far more aggressive team in the second round. Mm-hmm. So it, you think it might be a case where you have maybe one particularly strong player. Obviously, Kunanen came in with I think the most starters, but clearly when you see that they're not really um, kind of pulling through in terms of the bonuses, do you think it's going to be a case of a strong individual rather than a strong team? I don't think that's the case because yeah. whilst Kunana did answer the majority of eight the, out of eleven, jeez, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite a lot. But my point still stands. Yeah, um, I think that uh, <laughs> there was still definitely signs that it's a whole team affair yeah. because there were definitely you know moments where I was really taken by how Chakraborty was able to answer. Yeah, and she was definitely pulling her weight when it came to the bonuses. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It could just be that uh, since. Uh, it fell just outside of their wheelhouse. They weren't quite getting there. Yeah. And that can be sometimes, especially when you are at Knoxbridge College, where you only have, at most, a 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. And that's if you're one of the big colleges. Otherwise, it could be as little as 400 people to choose from. Yeah, true. And so it is very, very difficult to get enough people to have a nice breath of stuff. And that's where you really need to prepare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then, you know, the workload for Oxbridge teams is incredibly high. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow, I can imagine. You know, I remember talking to someone who was doing the same uh, uh, thing as I did, history, and he had to write a 5,000-word essay a week. A week, right? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and granted, the semester is only eight weeks long, but still, that is an incredible workload, so maybe... And university challenge on top of that, yeah. Yeah, there might just not have been enough uh, time to mm-hmm. really sit down and do all the preparation, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, with a slightly more normal workload, mm-hmm. as you would have in Manchester or uh, Imperial, for example, maybe there's a little bit more leeway to give time, maybe there's bigger breaks of free periods where you don't have to, you know, cram for your next test or your next discussion with your academic supervisor. Possible, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, That could be one of the things where maybe uh, Oxbridge teams are a little bit hamstrung, (laughs) but then that's um, outweighed by the fact that, you know, all 30 plus of the colleges can apply separately. So, you know, they get overrepresented. So maybe it kind of all balances out. It all balances out in the equation of the world. Yeah, I wonder how many took part this year. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. We'll, see. I feel we'll like, know by the end of the first round. Oh, for sure. But I feel like last season, there weren't that many? Not that I remember, yeah. Yeah, or maybe mm-hmm. they just didn't stand out because quite a few didn't make it past the second round. Yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to seeing if um, Cotold, for example, or any fine fine arts or music colleges... We do know that Cotold are taking part again. Uh, oh, amazing. They were, yeah, they were good. I really hope they get through. Yeah, because the team from two <laughs> years ago were really good. They, <laughs> they were. definitely punched above their weight. Yeah, and I think I saw one of them on... Only connect. Yes, the team Wasn't captain. It? Yes, yeah, that was yes, he was actually dressed uh, fairly uh, modestly, considering <laughs> his what? usual style when he was in university challenge. Yeah, although his trousers were quite <laughs> fantastic. Well, speaking of trousers, I think. Yes. Uh, now it's how time. about that segue? <laughs> so uh, normally we do the one, two, three reveal, but look, you know, do we have to yeah, this time? I mean, you know, we know, you know, everybody, everybody knows. knows. It was Eid. It was by Eid. a country mile. I mean, that beautiful sleeveless black crop top. 
um, and a mullet, if you can call it that, a curly mullet. Yes, accentuated by the earrings, mm -hmm. the eyeliner. It's... I mean, that was that bold statement piece that we have been starving up here in I Got That One. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think I've seen a male presenting person wear something sleeveless in the last three, four seasons. Right. Yeah. There was that <laughs> one guy who appeared on a singlet uh, a few years ago. <laughs> I think but... I remember yeah, I don't think we watched them play, but I've definitely seen the pictures. But And, you know, when the camera kind of panned and we saw that it was a crop top, I mean, that was a collective gasp in our household. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, they pulled off. That was I know, it was wonderful. Truly fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to spend the rest of the podcast just gushing over how amazing that look was <laughs> and how sad I am that we're not going to see it again, most likely. Oh. Because I feel like there were definitely some runners-up. I thought that uh, Chakraborty looked very nice. Yeah, it's kind of a very distinguished-looking shirt uh, combination. Yeah. I, I did like um, Bolt as well. I mm. think it was a bit more muted, but I think quite quite kind of understated, fashionable piece yeah, that he had sure. going on, yeah. Yeah, and as far as I can recall, Kunanan didn't look bad either. Yeah, uh, but, true. But, you know, knitwear will always get you a... It's an easy way to score some points <laughs> on University Challenge because yeah. it is the TV show to wear some kind of lovely knitwear, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that is all in terms of gameplay stuff. Mm -hmm. So now we have to ask the very important question to you guys. What did you think? Did you enjoy this episode? Did you think that maybe we got treated a bit too much too early and so uh, mm. you know we're kind of hankering for the next cliffhanger episode yeah and do you think university might have what it takes to beat some of the other really strong things we've already seen absolutely all of these things and more we're happy to hear from you by talking to us at our usual social media and media channels yeah so we're on twitter as i got that one and you can even drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com absolutely and if you are currently taking part i know that a couple of you are following us on uh, twitter already Please do get in contact with us yeah. if you want to talk about, you know, the process uh, or like your feelings. You know, maybe we've said something and we stuck our foot in our mouths and maybe you can very kindly tell us, hey, you know, this is what, what you're you talking did. about. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it's always better to kind of get information early on as, you know, then very uh, nicely corrected his <laughs> uh, did, learning yeah. process last, uh, last year. Last, yeah. So, yeah, please do get in touch if you want to or... You know, you know, if you don't want it, that's fine. I mean, you know, <laughs> we would love it, but we understand. You're free to do so. So until next week, it is goodbye from me. And it is, of course, goodbye from me. <laughs>